what got you interested in music? Where did, where did that start? You know, I never thought about doing music. I was more of a poetry writer in high school. After my mom passed in middle school, uh, I kind of turned to writing as my my release on things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So then um, when I turned 21, my friend Josh, who is uh, a country rapper by the name of Hands On, he actually asked if I wanted to be his hype man. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Just be on stage and say some words. And I said, I can do that. Easy. I can I can handle that. No problem. I think I said two words maybe the first <laughs> show. And he was like, oh, what happened, man? I thought you'd be so hype. And I'm like, give me another chance, bro. I'll, I'll prove you. I'll prove it to you. Yeah. Probably about eight months later, I wrote my first song called Rejoice. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Here to introduce you to the great musicians and music businesses and organizations of Wisconsin. Every week, Wisconsin Music Podcast will be bringing you great information on what's happening in the Wisconsin music world. For our music-loving listeners, we'll bring you music that you haven't even heard of yet from unique and talented artists and hear about their journey so far. You'll either hear live performances of their songs or songs from their selected discography. For our musicians out there wondering what they can do to further their recognition, we'll be calling upon Wisconsin music businesses and organizations to enlighten you on what they're doing to help further your music journey. And now, here's your host, Zach. Thanks, Dean. Hey, everyone. Glad you could make it for this week's episode. This week, we have Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is a hip-hop artist, a wrestler, and an event promoter in Keele, Wisconsin. So let's get right into the interview. How's it going, Snake Eyes? It's a cold day in Wisconsin, but that just means ice is going to be over the lake soon so I can go fishing again. What kind of fish do you fish? Uh, I'm more of a panfish perch small game type of dude. I uh, go out with a little six-inch uh, Russian palm rod, as we call it. He's one of those. So was that part of your growing up? Doing uh, actually, I, I hated ice fishing, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I got a job at an ice fishing company, like building the ice combos and stuff like that for Walmart. So kind of got back into it. And the boss at the time had a TV show on the Sportsman's Network. So I was like, all right, let's let's give it the old college try again. So how long have you been doing that? Um, well, I worked there about like six or seven years ago. So it's been about six or seven winters that I've been going back out again. We went out, it was two years ago. It was probably only about two inches on the ice and it was caving underneath us with every step. And I don't think my, I don't think my body's ever been so tense for six hours on the ice before. Yeah, I, I would be too. I don't think I'd stay on there. I don't think I have the strength to do that. See, and I don't, I don't like if the ice is all strong, and I know I won't fall through. It's more, more risky when it's flexing. Gotcha. So, so where did you grow up? I grew up in Kiel my whole life. I uh, never left this place, even though I was one of the people that always said they would. Um, but when I was doing wrestling full time and music full time, I was, I was on the road every weekend anyway. So I was never really around here, and I would go to work, come home, and go do my gigs on the weekends, basically. What got you interested in music? Where did, where did that start? You know, I never thought about doing music. I was more of a poetry writer in high school. After my mom passed in middle school, uh, I kind of turned to writing as my, my release on things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So then um, when I turned 21, my friend Josh, who is uh, a country rapper by the name of Hands On, he actually asked if I wanted to be his hype man. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Just be on stage and say some words. And I said, I can do that. Easy. I can, I can handle that. No problem. 
I think I said two words, maybe the first word. <laughs> and he's like, oh, what happened, man? I thought you would be so hype. And I'm like, give me another chance, bro. I'll, I'll prove you. I'll prove it to you. Yeah. Probably about eight months later, I wrote my first song called Rejoice. And after that, it just kind of went off to the races. I started doing my own thing and trying to be different as many ways as possible in the music scene, especially being a, a white rapper from a small country town. Doesn't really go over too well, but that's why I, I branched out and went on tour and went and saw the country trying to trying to get out of this town that I still haven't left. Yeah. Where did you go when you traveled? Well, the first tour we went on was called the Back Roads Tour, and that was just a, a Wisconsin, just around a Wisconsin tour in five days. Um, the second tour we went on was called the Long Road Home. We had two stops in Ohio, or three stops in Ohio, uh, Youngstown, Columbus, and Akron, and then we played New Mason, West Virginia. That show is actually pretty cool. It was the only time a famous person has ever came to a show that I've done. Uh, we had the guitars from the band Boba Flex in attendance in the crowd, which is pretty sweet. Very cool. And then we ended the tour in Nashville. So that was a, a really exciting way to see a totally different genre while finishing our tour at the same time. And they had like a like a karaoke night or something going on before our show. And just the amount of talent alone doing karaoke, the other band members were like, we don't really want to play our music here. We don't think it's going to go over. I said, screw it. Let's do a set of my stuff. And uh we did all my softer style songs and it went over pretty well in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you think a certain place would only cater to a certain niche, but it's cool to know that no matter where you are, your music can transcend anywhere. And, and that's why I don't do just one style of rap. Like I, I have some real life style tracks that hit the, the depressed, angry teenagers style fan base. Mm hmm the poppy club style stuff for the ladies to dance to when I'm performing. I got the 2000s crunk in your face, little John style for all the old school hip hop heads. And like it, it, it's never just one genre that way. If, if I do go to a show and I notice the vibe is kind of more mellow, I can toss in my more serious and like a love song or two. And, you know, I'll still get over. Whereas I would go up there and just start screaming and hollering into a microphone. And it's not going to go over too well. Right. You're smart enough to read the room and know exactly what you think should perform. Well, and growing up, I, I was always going to concerts. Like uh, I practically lived at the Raven Milwaukee every weekend when, yeah. I, when I wasn't 18 yet. And I, I watched a guy like Tech Nine go from playing at the basement of the rave because he couldn't sell enough tickets to selling out the ballroom. So like it, it, it showed me that whether it's 50 people or 2000 people in a room, you just, you just got to go balls out and go hard. Eventually that hard work pays off. So that's one of the things I prided myself on too. When I perform a lot of rappers go right over their CD audio when they, when they perform, it's basically like a karaoke rapper. I took a lot of my vocals out. I only have my hooks in it. I have maybe some backing vocals, just enough enough time for me to take a breath or two. Because uh, I, I do rap pretty fast. I mean, growing up, listening to Cottonmouth Kings and Tech 9 and Twista and names like that, that did a lot of speed rap. It's kind of where I got a lot of my influence from on that. What I noticed about hip-hop and rap artists, the way they, they flow, it reminds me a lot of like, the bebop jazz era because that type of jazz was very quick had a lot of purpose behind what they were playing so i feel like what hip-hop and rappers are doing is what the jazzers were doing back in the 30s and 40s it's just a different way of expressing yourself right and especially nowadays like when i first started it wasn't there wasn't everybody was a rapper all of a sudden putting music on soundcloud like yeah you know, find a spot that had 
you know, a $2,000 recording box, you know, a studio box or whatever, and go home and figure it out. And now it's just like everybody and their grandmother has a studio and a TikTok page and, right. and, and there's really no way to, to stick out in, in today's music anymore, unless you do something original, which I don't, I don't know too many things that are original nowadays. It's just a different, I think a different way of presenting the same thing, but in a different way that people go, Oh, new shiny object. And then they get to listen to what's actually happening and go, Oh, they actually have something to say. It's not just the same old, same old. And that's that's how I felt about most of these mumble rappers, like Little Peep and stuff. But then I actually listened to it one night, and I was like, oh, okay, I get it with, with, with their lyrics. It's more of the lyrics based. You just kind of get lost in the trance of the, the instrumental around it, and you don't – all you hear is nin, 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 and you, you block it out if you don't give it a full – a full face shot. And like I said, one night I was just sitting there, I was like, ah, I'll check it out. All right, let me see what this is all about. And, you know, a lot of those kids are just, you know, single, single parent kids that needed a release. And unfortunately, most of them went to pills and, and drugs and stuff like that. But there's a lot of pain in those lyrics. And I, you know, yeah. I killed myself or my mom died at an early age. And, you know, I, I, I dig it. I don't think I would go out in public and say that I support mumble rappers because most of it's not really, you know, good because I wouldn't let my kid listen to it. Yeah. If I wouldn't let my kid listen to it, then, you know, I'm not going to promote it publicly. But I mean, she's she's really super, super geeked about this. This versus me show. She's never been to a real concert before. I mean, she's seen dad perform, but that's just dad at a rap night somewhere. Yeah. At, you know, some dive bar or whatever and this is going to be a, a full-fledged production and yeah tell us about this whole thing from beginning to up to today like how how you got to where it is now um back in july i went to the three-day mini festival up in ringle wisconsin um it had bands like static x dope um sponge from the early 90s um they had like an acdc tribute band a couple other bands uh saving able performed it was, it was, it was a nice break. It was the first live show that I went to in 2020 and it was just, it was heaven on earth for three days. Let me just say that. But versus me was a band that performed and they also do a song for Sean Dean for all elite wrestling. They do his entrance music. So this shiny belt up here, I had mentioned that, Hey, it's kind of cool that you guys are on AEW TV. Would you guys sign my belt? And that got to me talking to Lee, which is the bass guitarist for Versus Me, and kind of led to me hitting him up. Um, our community picnic was canceled because of COVID, and I wanted to run a show that weekend for my city just as a, hey, it sucks that our picnic's closed, but here's this nice concert that you guys get to go to. Um, but things kind of fell through and backtracked, and finally they had hit me up probably late September and asked if I still wanted to do something, and I said, absolutely. Because if some places don't take chances on live music, this whole live music thing could just not come back for a long time. And with all of the political processes going on and all the other crap in the streets, I figured, let's do this. Let's let's run a show. Let's if people want to mask up, go ahead and mask up, social distance, whatever. Um, we're still putting a cap on the on the on the room capacity, so we're only going to sell about. Uh, between 125 and 150 tickets. Okay. The room holds 400 comfortably, so I figured that's a, a good cutoff. That's almost 25%, you know, yeah. capacity. Still trying to follow the rules, but 
I also know that it's the first concert anybody's really going to go to in 2020. So I want to give as many people a, an opportunity as possible to to go and attend. And where and where is this located? Where is this happening? It will be happening at the Gravel Pit in Keele, Wisconsin. Uh, it's right off of State Highway 57, right outside of Keele. Um, you won't miss it. It's a big Superman logo with a GP in the middle. Um, we also have Inbound and Scarlet playing. Uh, they are both bands that I had put a post in the Wisconsin Music Podcast Facebook group page. Both of them hit me up like that. I kind of checked through their music. I dug it. And they both got booked. So, I mean, networking 101 on the Facebook page right there. I mean, cool. to anybody that doesn't think it's not possible, it's, it's 100% possible. And yep. to be honest, I've been jamming Scarlet for the last like two weeks ever since I really gave them a hard listen at work the other day. And, you know, they do a good mix of, I want to say like a, like a faster mix of a Chevelle, but then they can also do those slower tracks. They have a song called Memories that, it went up to my top five on Spotify within three days. So wow. it shows you the amount of times I've been listening to that track. And the music video for it online is is beautiful. It's elegant. I love it. I, I'm super stoked that they're going on before me. So it, I made sure to put a really good artist before me just so it has to step my game up more before versus me hits the stage. That's a good and idea. Then, and then Inbound is, is kind of like a – I want to say the more of like the the dirty biker rock. They got that grunge sound, that okay. real that real deep to the guitars. Um, so I'm, I think that's a good kickstarter of the show. Uh, so I'm gonna have them hopefully going on first. Doors open at six. I'm gonna have inbound going on stage at seven. I'm hoping to have the show done around eleven thirty. And merch tables support your local artists. I ain't going to have any merch because I put this show together. I just want it to sell. That's all I care about. <laughs> I just right. want people to have a good time. I'm not going to fling up a merch table on top of all the other setups I got to do that day. Do you have people helping you put this thing together? Or is it mostly just you doing all the legwork? Um, I had our beer distributor print off my posters. I'm doing the tickets right now as we speak. Um, I booked all the bands. My brother, who is the owner of the Gravel Pit, he uh, booked the sound and lighting crew. Um from a band called Callus, uh, that's from around here. They're more of a cover band, but they have a really good sound and light setup that made me feel like a superstar when I did a show with them last year. So I wanted to make sure I brought in a local team um, for sound and lights. That way, they, their crew can actually work a show as well this year. So uh, got spread it around. But yeah, though it's just by me. Uh, Dustin, the other guitarist from Versus Me, actually made the poster and the flyer. So. It, that was actually really cool. And he's like, hey, man, I, I made this. What do you think? And I'm like, I'm printing it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, excellent. Cool. It, it's, it shows that, you know, you know, they could be on tour with bands like I Prevail or Motionless and White right now. And, you know, he just made a poster for my little show in my little town. Like, it, it's pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I chat with him on and off every once in a while just to check in, make sure all the guys are good. And when Ever signed this 25 percent cap they instantly hit me up like well me and the boys were wondering and we're like dude just message me i i'll talk with you guys all day you can give me a call at 2 a.m let's let's talk music let's do this yeah cool <laughs> i take it uh you're gonna have when you perform you sent me two songs that you kind of wanted to talk about which was no place to hide and without you part two are you gonna be performing those at this yeah. event so let's talk about um no place to hide why don't you give us the history behind that one Sure. Um, that's normally the song I, I start my set with. Um, it sets a good tempo. Uh, it's got a good a, a good speed rhyme to it. Um, it's got a singing hook, more of a 
uh, demons following me where I go. So here I am on the stage because this is where I let my demons out. Um, I did a music video for it over Memorial Day weekend with my buddy Hands On who owns J. Russell Studios out in Kukana. Um, The video has been... Almost everybody I've sent it to, they've given it a positive review, whether it's from the visuals and the, the lyrics of it. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite songs to do it. It's, uh, it really kind of sets my story because when you look at me on stage, I mean, I got a, a bloody camp counselor shirt on and a jean vest over that. And I got braids in my hair and I got one contact that makes my eye all crazy. So people look at me strange. But then when my lyrics hit them, everything starts to change. And that's, that's one of the main vocal lines in that song, because once people don't read the book by its cover, you can actually find the story and you might actually connect with that story. So right. that's, that, that song is definitely my, it's my tree branch when I start on stage. They follow me like paparazzi and I feel like someone's watching me right now, right now. They follow me like paparazzi and they know just how to rob me of my privacy I just need some time for me Once you get off my back for all the things I've done Let me live my life, have a little fun I know I'm not perfect, I'm not the only one I might be down on my knees, but I'm a Satan son I'm a devil seed, doing dirty deeds Creeping in the night, gotta get these fees From the sticky trees, got my CD And before you know it, I'm in your city Rocking all the stages, leading all the ages When I speak these words, it's like a 12 gauges As the fighting rages, start to escalate It's time to close your eyes, say your last goodbyes Cause you ride up beside the highway with all the flies No time for goodbyes, as the demon will arise Bullet in the head, leave a hate of fucking dead No easy said, leave the sea blood red When these lyrics hit your mind, something starts to change Hit you in the mid-frame, now let's play the game On your knees, praying, telling me you're the shame Then you start to cry, cause you know you're about to die Time to meet your maker, yeah, the one they call Snake Eyes I'ma bring the death, exposed to the lies Thunderclouds rolling in stealth in the skies Flying through the night, yeah, I got my bad wings Inside your mind, you start to see the bad things Like the pain that a death brings, it's the frightening With the flash of lightning and the thunder's night scene You can call me crazy, but I don't really give a flying fuck Grab me some rope, you're going for a ride In the truck, maybe in the trunk, they don't smell the body funk Cross the state lines, bumping on some skunk the song without you part two so obviously there's a part one to that one as well part one was the nightmare part two was the dream um it's it's more of a relationship style slow song uh part two is definitely the slower one um 
I had written it for my friend Monica, who had passed away a few years back. She was the one that told me to switch up my my stage look to kind of stand out a little more. So she started putting the braids in my hair before shows and stuff like that. And it's one thing that I kind of carried on. And after she had she had passed, I had wrote this song for her and recorded it. And um, for a while, it was it was the song I would end my set with because it would kind of hit on a more serious note. Um, I never was a fan of performing part one, so kind of ending a set with part two didn't make much sense, but for me, it was a chance where you just saw me do all this crazy screaming, yelling, headbanging, dancing, in-your-face stuff. Here's my softer side. Now I'm going to go off stage and come have a beer with me <laughs> sort of song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and was, what's nice is the the third verse uh the artist on it was actually going through problems in his relationship at the time and he had wrote out what he wanted to basically say to her and it kind of helped things mow over a little bit so like that song um has a lot of a lot of truth and validity to it because it it was literally written from the heart from both artists that are on it and i i it's just one of those songs that that shows my different side. And they're like, oh, okay. I may have not have liked the other 35 minutes, but that last four minutes, I like that song. So I, I, I normally like to end that because it's a, it's a thank you to her because look at what she helped me build basically in all this time that she hasn't been here, but I know that she's at every single show. So And I take a look around I'm looking for you But you're nowhere to be found Cause you buried your love So deep, deep underground Now I'm struggling to get my feet Back on solid ground So I'ma throw this down To the one that's here today She puts on that smile And enlightens my day From the look in her eyes I know soon she'll realize That I ain't like other guys No, I'm one of a kind I go walk with your love And I hold it up high Cause you're always lifting me up High up in the sky I never wanna lose this feeling Cause before I was stealing Now because of you I feel like I'm finally healing Maybe love isn't a joke Maybe it's the real deal I know it's hard to explain But this shit is real You took me by surprise When my life was so teal A big city girl And this kid from Kiel And I look at you, you're so peaceful in your dreams, am I in them too? You know, when I dream of you, it's just us, baby Living together in this world that's so crazy This is how you made me, do you agree? All I want right now is you, my lady You're the center of my world, and I want you as my girl Without you, my world just doesn't whirl Inside this atmosphere, I spin out of control I can't take the wheel, I need you to grab a hold And get me back on the path, help me win my goal So grab the dice, baby, you know it's time to take a roll I hope you land on me, cause you make my life feel so free Without you on my mind, I can't seem to be me I'ma do this shit right, yeah, I got the recipe Cause I wanna give all my love to only you, you see
man that's on stage You never took a second to hear what I gotta say So I guess I gotta put it up in a song For you to listen to my side of where it all went wrong And now I know I ain't the best at showing real love But baby girl, I really tried before I messed it all up I gave in to temptation and let the devil get the best of me And now I'm sitting alone, wondering what's next You see, I tried to be happy, but I never been it before So when the feelings took over, I went for the door And I know we had our problems, but we could've worked through If we'd only tried harder like we always promised to I I think audiences can tell when something's very truthful and something's from the heart. When you can do that with your audience, they can attach to what you're talking about. Then it's just going to elevate you in their mind. And they're going to go, oh, I remember him or I remember her and I remember their performance. They're really good. Let's go see them again. Right. And and that's another reason why, too, is a, a lot of a lot of hip hop artists, when they go on stage, they're just kind of they're too relaxed, in my opinion. They're just too. Yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna do this song. This is my next song. They don't. They don't chop up. There's when I when I'm on stage, I don't do a full song. I do maybe a verse or two from each song, and I keep mm-hmm. it short. So in a in a 20 minute set, I can perform 13 songs while most artists are only doing three or four. So I'm giving you a catalog while other guys are just performing the songs that they want to perform. I actually put my my set more of in a story. I start in a in a very serious. This is who I am tone. I, I lift that up into a party tone. I'll do a serious tone. We'll bring it back up, and then we end with that with that slow track again. So I, I take the it's a it's a story. Like my album is called Black and White, and literally from front to back, it is it's a story. It's a complete story of my life. And I take it that your album is on all streaming sites by now. Um, it is on my YouTube channel. Okay. It was recorded using free instrumentals online, so I'm not allowed to sell it. So gotcha. it was more. It was more or less of this is what I can do. And performance wise, I, I've never made a dime off of music and I never want to make a dime off of music. I just want to perform. And if somebody's like, hey, here's these beats, write to it and make some cash. I'll do it. But music's just a hobby. I'm not I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the fame. I, it's my release from my full time job and being a dad and and the stress of life when you get on stage and you black out for those 30 minutes and you can have a crowd in the palm of your hand and there's, there's no other feeling like it. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Let's talk about pre, during, and post COVID. What were you doing before the COVID pandemic hit for music? Uh, music wise, I wasn't, I, I haven't been doing much in the last about, I don't know, year and a half. Um, life kind of took a, 
crazy turn and kind of dropped off the face of the earth for about three months there. Um, but I'm slowly been getting back into writing form. Um, I did a show. The last show I did was December 20th of last year with a band called Callus. Um, other than that, it's it's been a slow year. I was supposed to perform at my city's community picnic this year in August, but that was canceled. And I would have been the first original hometown artist to perform at it. And I've been trying for like the last seven years to get on the show. So I, I always said it was either hell or high water. I perform at the picnic and then I get booked on it and then hell came. So of course, <laughs> of course. Right. Um, and you know, other than that, that music festival I went to in July, I haven't been around much live music. There was a guy <clears throat> performing with his acoustic guitar outside of Lambeau field. Um, was that state stadium view restaurant when I went up there a few weeks ago. And like, that was probably the first live music that I've been to since July. And even that was just a nice change of pace. Yeah. He was really good. I wish I could remember his name because he did a version of Freebird that was amazing on an acoustic. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we're going to have, I think we're going to have a temperature check at the door for this show just as a second safety measure for attending. But we, we did put on the thing too, you know, we do recommend a mask. We're not going to point you out if you don't have one or whatever, but it's just, you know, for the respect of the bands and everybody playing, I know I don't, I'm not big into the mask. I don't normally wear the mask unless I go to Walmart cause it's needed. But I'll tell you what, those two weeks before that show, I'll be masking up cause I'm not, I'm not getting sick. This is my, my one shot this year to play. So I want to make sure I'm good to go. Yeah. My, my, my wife's an RN, so I know it's no joke. So just be safe and careful, everyone out there, for sure. When we're past this COVID pandemic, what's like the first like three things that you want to do musically? First three things. Well, I know Scarlett and I have been talking about running some sort of music festival next year. So the first thing I want to do is message him and say, so about this festival. <laughs> um, the second thing I'm going to do is start sending out more feelers for bands to play at the pit uh for sure and not just like metal bands i want to see country bands i want if i can find me a doo-wop group that can sing 50 songs i'm booking it i'm booking it all day long cool, <laughs> that cool. Is, that's that's my weakness man that's that's a weakness um and then i really just want to i want to get out and see everybody's shows i want to support everything yeah if there's, if there's just a dude playing a saxophone somewhere i'm going like i I will gladly all day just support music because thank, thank goodness it's back. I think a lot of people feel that way, and I think there's going to be a big explosion of people going out to the point where it might be overload. And then people are going to like, we need to scale this back just a little bit, but it's going to, I think it's going to be really healthy for the live music scene. Agreed. And I I know like uh, Fatheads up in Green Bay, they were saying they're having a hard time finding bands that wanted to play yeah. during this time. And uh, don't get me wrong, I, you know, obviously we all have our own opinions, but if a bar asked me to play on an open jam night, I'm there at this point. I mean, get me out of the garage, get me out of the closet. I'm really tired of watching myself rap in front of a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've been practicing my sets once a week, just like I have when I first started doing music, when I used to grab a brush while I was brushing my hair and do my lyrics in front of the mirror. I'm still doing the same thing, just not with a brush anymore. <laughs> Yeah, kind of past that stage now. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, 
five years. I'm hoping uh, one of the top promoters in Wisconsin for booking live bands at my brother's bar. Like that's been my main focus uh, ever since I started scaling back doing live music. I wanted to be more of a booker and bring in shows. I like I like watching crowds. I like seeing how they react to different bands, different genres, stuff like that. Um, probably still cooking at my brother's bar full time because I don't see myself ever stop working for my family. It's just a, it's a nice relationship to have him and I never really got along after our mom passed. So this is uh, the last three years have been really nice. So I want to kind of keep that going. Yeah. Let's see my, my kid will be 15. I'm hoping she'll be playing some sort of musical instrument by then. Hopefully I can get her off of the Fortnite, maybe onto a flute. I don't know. Maybe we'll see what happens. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so let's, let's pretend the pandemic is, non-existent right now it's been COVID's not here what do you feel is is suffocating the music scene but and also what do you think is helping the music scene get more into the limelight well being a a hip-hop artist i have seen shows that have been poorly ran from sound wise to light wise that made people not come back to promoters not paying up after shows I've, I've seen that happen so many times um as far as good things i think there's a a lot of a lot of new bars that are giving more music or more artists a chance like for me hip-hop again it's really hard for me to get booked say at like a wendigo fest in, in manitowoc because of my style because i do cuss even though I've performed at grand openings for the Harmony Cafe in Green Bay. And I used to, I got my start at a cafe performing. So like, I know how to edit my lyrics. That's, that's definitely no issue. Um, even, even radio stations right now, they don't want to do ticket giveaways for the show because of the pandemic, which I, I see why, but at the same time, it'd be a nice thing for the people listening at home that all wouldn't know about the show going on. I think things like uh, like Cutter's podcast that he does for Razor 94.7, I think that's a, that helps the music scene. I, I wish more of the radio DJs would get into doing podcasts and getting out and interviewing local bands. I mean, you already have this following from the people that listen to that genre. I mean, you could be giving a helping hand to more bands too. Right. That's why like uh, Fox 96.9, they used to have their homegrown from 11 p.m. to midnight on Sunday nights where they would play an hour of just live local bands, me included. And it was just cool to hear me on the radio. I never thought that would ever be a thing. And then all of a sudden your song comes on when it's a full red moon outside and you're like, well, this is cool. Yeah. All right. I dig this. And it's one of those little glorified, you know, moments of, well, this is what I did it for. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see any other things that's help are is helping the local scene? I just, I just hope, something pops off to where everybody just wants to be out. I just just want, I want 2018 back, even though that was a terrible year for me personally, I would rather bring that back because I was, I was going to concerts almost every other weekend at that point and seeing bands from like falling in reverse and then going to see a country band like Lady A at Summerfest and stuff like that. Like I just want the normalcy back, you know? Like I'm supposed to see Joe Rogan next month, but yeah. that got like yeah. that. That's been a huge thing, and I was supposed to go third row for AEW Dynamite in Milwaukee, but that got rescheduled to July of next year now too. So, just I just want shows back. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I think everybody, like I said earlier, I think everybody does. 
home recording versus doing it in a studio. What's your opinion on it? I mean, obviously you're, you're going to be coming from your perspective as a hip hop artist. Um, I like doing the home recording as opposed to a studio recording, home recording. You don't have to worry about if the producer thinks your lyrics are good or not. Or I, I, I like having a hundred percent control of my music. Whereas when I have recorded at a studio, you have to, I mean, obviously it's a good wait, but I'm a very impatient person. So I don't like waiting for final mixes and all that. Like, who, what do you think of this? Ver- what do you think of this version? What do you think of that? Make it sound good. And let me release it. Come on, let's go. Yeah. So when I'm 100% in control, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot stress-free more or less. Okay. So you find it, a better environment to do it at home than under the pressure of the t- clock and the, and the dollar bills going out the, w- out the door. Right. Right. It's, it's a lot easier being able to work at your own pace. And I'm, I'm a very big strickler. So I'll listen to something 30 times over just to make sure it, what was that? Was that a little pop? Was that a, was that a, what was that? Yeah. You know, and, and to me that that's just something like at home, it's just a lot easier where I can be sitting in my room comfortably and messing with every single dial and make you know dialing everything into the point where i want it to be at that's how i started out was we did an album back in the early 2000s it was we're going to spend too much money in a studio why don't we just use that money that we're going to use at the studio and do our own thing and that's what we did and it worked out better than we ever thought if you have the ability to do the recording yourself then why not right 100 percent. what about your work life balance how is that for you work balancing your work ethic and your personal life i run on fiend town coffee four cups a day and one meal and that's mostly just extra stuff that i'm cooking at the pit um <laughs> balancing it uh it's it's crazy because my two days off i'm with my youngest because uh she doesn't live with me i have my oldest full-time so you know balancing my daughter and work and then days off balancing my daughter and then my other daughter and then still trying to get online to rocket league and game with a couple of my buddies that are in different states and keep up to date with them and I, there needs to be like 27 hours in a day and then i would <laughs> sleep yeah <laughs> but I, i'd rather i'd rather be on the go like this than you know i can look back when i'm 60 and can't move anymore because of all the wrestling moves i've taken in my life and be like, well, this is what I did for 30 years straight. So I had a good run. Well, yeah. Do you want to live a good life and experience a lot of things? Or do you want to live in a bubble and go, well, I don't have any stories by the time I get close to my end here? Right. And, you know, my my dad was always working all the time. So he never he never got to go to Disneyland or do any of that. So it's one of the things I'm going to try to do for my two youngest. You know, I got to see the country doing wrestling and music. And now it's my turn to take kind of them around and do fun little family things, yeah. but still the country at the same time. Cool. Yeah. Got to do that stuff because those are the memories you, you want to have for the rest of your life. Not, I went to my job every day and came home and went to sleep and did the same thing every day. Right. Did you have any gigs that made an amazing impression on you that you were involved in? Like life-changing maybe? Performing, well, performing with hands-on at, at Summerfest on the, the Renegade stage was, was very eye-opening. Watching it you know, a couple thousand people walk past you while you're performing and you get those few people that will stop and get onto the grass and listen for a little while. And then they continue on their way. It was, it was a very, very unique experience. Like that was very eye opening. Um, otherwise, you know, I used to do shows with this group out in Milwaukee called Wicked Wisconsin. 
And their shows were always, it's almost, it mirrors like the insane clown posse and the juggalo movement. Like the fans were just passionate. They were into every artist that was under the collective. And like those shows made all of the cafe shows and shows where there was five people at totally worth it. Like I look at those shows with five people as my training opportunities. Like, okay, I'm going to use these shows and see what people like. And if I see a little dance, you know, little move I did on stage, I'm going to incorporate that, you know, the next time. And everything just always snowballed and kept evolving, you know, to, to where I'm at today. Yeah. Those shows just, it just makes such a big impression on people and they don't realize it. The audience doesn't realize what impression they're making on to the artists up there on that stage. They think it's, Oh, this is just what they do. And it doesn't, it's not a big thing to them, but actually for a lot of the performers, no matter how big they get, having a crowd to perform for, they live for that. That's, that's their passion. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever get upset if there's only like 10 people at a bar that I'm performing at because that's 10 people that I'm going to entertain for the next half hour. And hopefully they're going to go home and be like, well, there was this rapper guy with these braids and he was pretty badass. <laughs> Is there any, any um, a third song you want me to put in on the podcast besides No Place to Hide and Without You Part 2? Um, I can send you... I can send you my first music video is a song called This Is Wicked Wisco. Um, it's actually got like a, a little mini story behind it. A bunch of people break into a haunted house. I'm the demon. We take all their lives, you know, okay. typical zombie movie sort of thing. Oh. But being my first music video, I made sure that it was more of a story based, not just me rapping in some parking lot somewhere or with some lights behind me. Like, I'm, if I'm going to make a music video, I'm going to make it something that's going to keep your attention for that three and a half minutes. So. Yeah. I hear you. I guess we wrap this up. Um, Snake Eyes, you have this show coming up on November 14th in Keele, Wisconsin at the Gravel Pit. You can contact Snake Eyes. How can they contact you? What's the best way? They can uh, send a message to the Gravel Pit's Facebook page. It's the Gravel Pit Sports Bar and Grill on Facebook. Um, I help manage their messages. So if anybody has a question about the show or tickets or anything, they can just shoot a message to the venue and we can get it handled. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate you being on the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Sounds good, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Have a good night. You too. Well, thanks to Snake Guys for being on Wisconsin Music Podcast. Thanks to Dean Bundy for being our intro voiceover talent and Nate Wyckoff for creating the music for the podcast. Before I forget, please check out episode 5.9. It's a call to action for the Jazz Gallery Center of the Arts. They are raising money for a new sound system, and they have a live streaming concert November 8th at 7 p.m. If you go to their website, Jazz Gallery Center for Arts.org. Once again, that is Jazz gallery center for arts.org all the links to their streaming concert on november 8th at 7 p.m will be on their website and also in the details below the jazz gallery does not only cater to jazz artists but they are open to multiple genres as well so check out episode 5.9 watch their concert on sunday november 8th at 7 p.m if you can donate to their fundraiser please do and we're going to have snake eyes play us out with his song this is wicked have a great week everyone and i'll see you next time thanks
disco man, lady, they don't stop. Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five. Cause you rising to the top with this wicked raw shit. Put your hands in the sky, if you're down with this. This is with the disco man, lady, they don't stop. Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five. Cause you rising to the top with this wicked raw shit. Put your hands in the sky, if you're down with this. When I rock the shit, yeah, you better back up. Keep looking all around like you got some backup. If you act up, uh, I'ma smack up homes. I'm the type to be ransacking up in the yard. I'm a dirty motherfucker, been living in the sewers. In all the loser streets, so just call me a brooks. When I lure you in, there ain't no way back. Slaughterhouse, we wonder when, yeah, how you do that? Hits with brains, speed, and expertise. Chopping off limbs just to get a release. Then all the talking will cease. Set for your rest in peace. Wicked your Wisconsin boy, and we never gonna cease. No cheese is peace. When I step up in the place with my ninja blade, there's blood all over the place. So only you better erase when you stay in your hate. Roll the dice, you little bitch, and roll your fucking fate. This is wicked whisker man, and it ain't gon' stop. Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five. Cause we rising to the top with this wicked raw shit. Put your hands in the sky, you'll be down with this. This is wicked whisker man, and it ain't gon' stop. Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five. Cause we rising to the top with this wicked raw shit. Put your hands in the sky, you'll be down with this. So what you wanna do when we're coming after you? What possess I'm be like we do as a voodoo? Yeah, you little bitch, when you're fucking too too Squeeze your little neck, till your lips turn blue Cause I'm just sick of this shit, you're all just making me sick Come here you little fuckers, what's up, this rap dick? Cause I'm sick in the head, getting a little deranged When they find your fucking body completely rearranged Put your head in your face in a completely different place And the rest of your body stuffed in a briefcase Says the drama to your mama, homie, I don't need that Or a bunch of friends are sitting around and stab me in the back If you say fuck me, I'ma arrest your whole crew So motherfuck me, homie, motherfuck you You sound like shit on your fucking CD, dude Every song I make hits like a baseball bat, dude This is Wicked Whisker Man, and it ain't gon' stop Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five Cause we rising to the top with this wicked raw shit Put your hands in the sky, you'll be down with this This is Wicked Whisker Man, and it ain't gon' stop Seen a lot of haters try, but they all win five Cause we rising to the top with this wicked raw shit Put your hands in the sky, you'll be down with this Staring through the serpent's eyes at the moment that he dies Roll him over in a dodge while I'm driving with snake eyes I see you living different lives and been publishing lies Your body goes cold, nobody knows the souls fly This shit is hyperactive, this place is a slaughterhouse A shadow cast a snake, I see some real killers, no doubt We got a muddy bitch naked running down the middle of the street She screams, she shouts, and she runs around She amounts to nothing, necrophiliac, dead body fucking She ain't said no, but she also ain't sucking Dead body bitch just sunken, no plumpkin Always whispering sweet nothings, laughing Help me smash all these pumpkins Beats got me spazzing out like clowns when they crumping I'm crisscross cause I got you all jumping Call you guidos cause I got your fist pumping Yeah baby, snake eyes Shadowcasters, 2010 Wicked yeah. fucking whisker Put your nose in dubs up, Kill Wisconsin hip hop You ain't believing in this shit You need to get the fuck about my way Yeah, And I'm coming hard this year Fuck fast Yeah, we gon' get it baby Wicked whisker Don't believe that, we ain't coming for your motherfucking necks too, bitch And your grandmas